Tommy Lank went from Hollywood sidekick to Instagram trash fashion superstar. Now he's sitting down with celebs and their own personal garbage, and, well, they're gonna talk trash. We should talk. Trash. I collect it, I sort it, I count it, and I throw it in my trash can. Hello, my little trash pandas. It's me, Tom Lank. And I just uh, got back from San Francisco where I, I performed up at Sketchfest and did a live version of the podcast, of the trash cast. Uh, it was sort of hybrid with my Tom Lank is Trash show that I spent a month doing in Scotland at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So it was so fun. It was like... Part comedy show, part uh, podcast, which felt like it kind of felt like a, a my version of the, the what Kelly Clarkson does now on that TV show, where she she's a host, but she also sings and does funny stuff. I felt like that. Okay, well, it's like it's like the Kelly Clarkson show if she was totally uh, discombobulated and um, slightly panicked every day. Um, that's kind of the general vibe of my show. But the whole thing, the whole premise is that it's trash, so it's fine. Anyway, uh, so I'm excited for you to hear that. I'll be putting that up. We've got dogs shaking here. It's, it's all happening. I'll be putting that episode up um, very soon. But what I need to talk about right now is I have, I have some new friends I need to share with you. And they are the cast of... The good fight. Um, they're they're my new friends, in my mind. I don't know. I don't know any of them at all. I just okay. So I I I got that CBS All Access. I'm cheap about it. I'm doing the one with the commercials. It's a little bit less money. Um, I got that so I could watch Picard, which was really satisfying. But also, it's kind of like oh yeah, this is. A combination of lot. This is this is the plot to a lot of different sci-fi things we've already seen. But that's okay. I don't mind it. It's so deeply satisfying to just get to see him. Um, so I downloaded that app so I could watch that show. I watched that show, and then of course I scrolled down and I saw the good fight, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a try. And then I couldn't stop watching. Ah, uh, uh, it's so good. I don't know why I'm so. You know, it, it's. It's hitting on all of my British crime drama uh, uh, pressure points, but it's not British. But that's okay, because I may have watched every single one I could possibly watch in that genre on Netflix. So I'm moving on. Uh, Christine Baranski. I wish I could just... I would love to act like her, because she just sort of says all of her lines very quietly. And then occasionally will yell something, but it's usually very underplayed. And I, I would like to be that actor. How do I do that? Uh, maybe I'll start doing the podcast, only talking at this level. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I highly recommend that show. Um, it's both suspenseful and intriguing, and I will say very art- artistic. There's some sort of just... There's some flair to that show that you would not see on normal television. Maybe because it's not on network television. It's on this all-access thing. Um, anyway, so I highly recommend it. 
Oh, also, I just I just have to say this about traveling to San Francisco from Los Angeles. The new Southwest Terminal at LAX, Terminal 1, going to whatever the new terminal is up in San Francisco that Southwest Park's at, they're both so delightful. The one in LA has just been redone. You can have the best food there. This is not a, a paid paid post. I just was so relaxed while I was there. And then I... um. I got there early. Oh, yeah, my flight was a little bit delayed in San Francisco on the way home. And I I had a, a lovely veggie burger from Amy's drive through Like Amy's, who if you if you eat those like vegan or health food, frozen foods, they're like that Amy's brand. Anyway, Amy's has its own restaurant. I got very excited. I have no idea why I'm sharing this with you. But I had the best French fries there, and that veggie burger was top-notch. Wow. I just, I don't know. It's the little things, people, that really get me excited. Um, so so check out my podcast, but also check out Amy's drive through at the San Francisco Southwest Terminal. Woo! Uh, I should get to our episode today. I'm, um, I sit down with Jay Rodriguez. I recorded this um, a few weeks back. Um, but it's going to be new to your ears. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, who is currently on Dollface. You can see him on Eastsiders. And of course, you know and love him from the original Queer Eye. Uh, so stay tuned. My my interview just dives right in with Jay. When we don't even say hello. We just, we just get to it, okay? So stay tuned. It's coming right up. Give me that trash. Give me that trash. Yeah. Um, okay, so for the trash cast, I like to um, sometimes find out, do you have any trash TV um, or trash movies that you're currently I wonder if the Dolly right Parton's Heartstrings counts as trash to some, because I think it was great. I... Um, well, gonna... I think it is. Listen, it's campy, fun, lifetime at its best. It's not lifetime. It's Netflix. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? In that in that vein, I liked it. I haven't watched it yet. <gasps> Get out! Of Are you podcast. taking away my gay card? <laughs> <laughs> I... What is your what do you what do you think it would be like? And I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Well, to me, I just I've seen the trailers, okay. and I feel like it's um, I don't know the. I'm noticing some lo- like local hire Atlanta actors. That's real. Local hire. I definitely – and speak. I have yes. And not to bad mouth local hire, know, but some of them – Some of them are local hire. You're right. And they're not great. And some of them are not great. But some of the leads are big, iconic people like Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Like uh, Juliana Huff, which we'll get to later. Um, <laughs> we, you know, there's all these great things. And honestly, Dolly Parton is in quite a few. Oh, um, she is. She is. And um, I am just really impressed with um, how they managed to take this beloved creature that is Dolly Parton, who is universally loved by like the intersectionality of all the different kind of things that she represents to so many people is wild. I went and saw Dolly Parton in concert at the Bowl. I've oh. only seen her once. This was like maybe a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. 
And I just I cried the whole time. Yeah. It was definitely like going to church. She, like, listen, and if you happen to be, you know, an LGBTQ plus supporter, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you are, she quite in like the most clearest way ever in episode two goes in and talks about her family of choice and basically oh. talks about her tour family. And she's like, and I just, you know, all different people, black, white, gay, straight, uh, lesbian, transgender, and we're just all a big family. And, she go, oh, and she's well, like, like, and we just she all love that. each other. I mean, I, it was very clear. In case you're wondering where she stood, she very much spelled it out for you. Well, okay, because she's a very famously never gotten political. Right. Uh, so I like that she did that. It's yeah. still not getting political, so to speak, because she's sure. not. Because, I mean, in a way, she is a smart businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know a huge part of my audience is uh, conservative right. middle America. So she's like, I want those dollars as well. So, uh, but I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel... Like she should come out. Also, there's all those rumors. There's, there's all the gay rumors. Gay there's rumors. also the rumors that she's got two Tattoos. full sleeves, and yeah. that's why she wears. Because you'll see, she wears all like the the tops of her hands are covered. Oh yeah, with like you know. And I thought that was maybe an age thing. A lot of women like to wear gloves as they get older. Yeah, uh, and musician. And then she's got the opaque nude illusion. Oh. Meaning it's not necessarily like pantyhose we could see right through. It's a yeah. new illusion that's opaque, which would, which would you know make sense if she was trying to cover up some tattoos. Now, also, I heard that she's like underneath all the wigs, she's got um, dark brown hair so that she can like go out of drag yeah. and just be. Uh... I heard she has 16 strands of hair, but like, you know, oh. maybe they're black. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So wait, my idea of the show is that it, it just not having watched it is that it's very. Hallmark Channel or not that that's bad but is it um... it's a love letter to Dollywood I'll just come right out and say that okay so basically they shoot basically in her theater or on the grounds of Dollywood and she opens up a scenario and she basically unpacks her meaning for every, one of some of her biggest hits so, so for Jolene she gives you the backstory of Jolene so you get to know wait so each episode starts out with Dolly talking me yes. like hey here's the song uh, she says you know in my lifetime I've had a blah blah and then she goes into which brought me to write the lyrics for Jolene because we've all felt jealous at one time or another <laughs> hey, you know what I mean I just want I want to watch a show. I want to watch a summary, <laughs> a, 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 a talkback um, after show of mm-hmm. you just telling the story of Dolly's show Dolly? every episode. Sure. Yes, because yeah. I'm I'm kind of obsessed with your Dolly. <laughs> Have you ever done that Dolly track? Listen, if I need a job, maybe that's what's going to happen next. Wait, so are they filming the shows at in, in Tennessee's it, or in Atlanta? So they definitely shot um, – the intro parts in Dollywood in her theater on stage on the grounds so it is a love letter to that um, but very much so it looks like it's up and there's parts where they talk about the Smoky Mountains there's tar- parts where they talk about like the bayou and they're I mean it's really cinematically quite pretty oh. yeah it's just like feel good sappy kind of lighthearted. and you know Atlanta which probably is where they shot the bulk of it yeah. is now called Yollywood because there's so much TV and film there what yeah, that people, actors who are not booking all the things because all that was going to I, names, they moved down there and now they're working regularly. I mean, I, for a little while, I had an agent. I, I used, I got a fake address, not a fake address, <laughs> but my friend is in production. So I said, hey, can I use your address so I could have an agent there and get submitted for stuff? But then it was just like, this, I'm like, I'm not going to fly to Atlanta for, um, for to say, 
three lines. So right. I decided it wasn't worth it. Sure. But I don't know. Same, same thing. I'm I'm thinking, should I go to Albuquerque? Should I move to Atlanta and just right. like take advantage What's of What's up all with Vancouver? Do a citizenship. Look at that. You oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Man up in Atlanta. Um, all right. Now, well, I need to do trash it or stash it. Okay. Beer, beer, beer. So these are some things that are uh, currently in the news and pop culture. And I'm curious if you want to trash them or stash them, meaning if you want to like, yeah, yeah. keep them and hold them close to your heart. Love it. Um, okay. I just noticed that Heidi Klum has her own uh, sort of RuPaul's Drag Race She's style got a, show. In Germany, right? It's called, yes, in Germany. It's called Queen of Drags. And do you know who does her makeup? Who? Milk who? from uh, oh, Drag Race. Oh, yeah. interessant, mm-hmm. Alf Deutsch. Mm-hmm. Um, the controversy, though, is that it's maybe Germany's first LGBTQ-centric show. I'm not sure. I haven't done the mm-hmm. research. I just read part it's of the article. <laughs> uh, but it's at least one of the first. And... Uh, and it does not have a a queer host. The main person is I, Heidi Klum. I thought the same thing, but then I wondered how many out massively popular everyone will tune in queer hosts exist in Germany. I don't know that many, but I don't live in Germany. Well, so I wonder if it was a way in if they were using Heidi as the ticket in to tell these stories because people trust Heidi there. Yeah, I mean, how do you? What's your take on that? I mean, should that um, what's his, the, what's uh, what's her name with the beard? Worst. Uh, oh, Conchita Worst. Conchita Worst. She's, she's on the one show. Of the judges, she's one of the judges. But should she have been the host? Um. So I think you know we don't. So here's, so here's the thing. You and I haven't seen it. So who knows, right? Yeah. We're just watching the little sizzle stuff. So for all we know, the judges play a larger role than the host does. Who knows? But I think what Heidi's doing is basically taking her fan base, which I'm sure is very diverse in Germany. And showcasing uh, the LGBTQ plus community um, in homes that might not have tuned in if Heidi wasn't a part of it. Ah. Um, I, while I love preaching to the choir, I much prefer having our straight allies uh, bring us into the dark corners of the world that yeah. – I'm not saying Germany's a dark corner, but uh, places that don't have the exposure. And I think you can open hearts and minds uh, sometimes through using allies. And uh, I'm hoping you know that this is that kind kind of tool um and maybe in season two maybe she's just gonna kick it off and be like bye you know you never know <laughs> and, and then it, it maybe will be conchita after that well um and you may be sick of talking about this but uh if, i'm sure you all know that jay was uh on the original queer eye and the... people don't even know there was an original like gen Zers are like wait there was one before God, this you know one. what here's what i'm here to tell you the original uh fab five walked so that the new ones could run <laughs> actually no they 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 fought so that well, you that the new ones a could good time. walk. Um, there, the new I half read another article. I love that. About, what did half of it say? Uh, half of it said mm-hmm. that uh, it was by an Asian American gentleman, and he was saying that that um, there were not. The, the, they've recently gone to Japan. They went to Japan, and that they, the person that they used was a cisgender female. I read this article too. It was yeah. an out. Oh my god! I feel, don't you feel smart right now? I it feels very smart. Oh my we're, gosh! We very that we informed. both read the same article makes me feel very Ooh. adult. And you know, he was saying like, look, they were really pressuring this um, this middle aged woman about her sex life and to talk about sex, and it was it was culturally insensitive. And because the, it, they don't in that country, and for her to um, get in touch the way American would would have been yes. inappropriate in her country if she was Asian American and moving to the States yeah. and wanted to acclimate to that lifestyle, but they show it and reflect it differently. And just because it's different, we shouldn't impose our American values on them, yes. I think was what he was trying to say. Yeah, and I was I'm kind of leaning towards uh, siding with him because it um, 
his one of his main points was like, we're not here to be your like toy. You're not here. We're not. Japan's not here f- for for you to play with, mm-hmm. um, and to sort of swoop in and be like, oh hey, we can do this, and then leave. I I don't know. It did seem a little insensitive and in the same and I'm sure like honestly looking back we didn't um, we went to the UK we went to Dallas uh, for a month we did Vegas for a month so we did four episodes in those three places that were outside of our tri-state area um, I'm, you know, I'm sure we might have stepped in it too. Um, when I read this, it made a lot of sense to me. Christiane Amanpour did this great CNN docu-series that I saw on like Hulu or Netflix or something where she goes to different parts of the world and explores what sexuality means for them there. Mm. And I think it was a piece that they were talking about in Japan about, um, that their priorities are different. And so the way that they connect sexually is not necessarily as high on the priority list as it might be for us Americans. And so, you know, yeah, there are times where we think that we are, you know, the leaders of the free world, everyone should follow our lead, but there are cultural um, things that happen in other countries that make a lot of sense for their lifestyle and the way that they live and they're quite happy. And so, uh, yeah, it always kind of troubles me when um, any group of people come in and say, hey, you're doing this wrong. You should do it better, which was really hard for me when I did Queer Eye because yeah. I didn't come from money and affluence and all those things. And here I was wearing – you know, what I like about this version of Queer Eye is that they'll shop at Target and do all these things. And while we had a couple of Ikea trips, <laughs> we never wore uh, H&M. I don't even know if H&M was around then, but we had to wear showroom things. And I'll get to that later. Like a lot of the pieces that we'd borrow from showrooms didn't fit me. So without me knowing, our stylist would go to the female section and find the most masculine female clothing and put me in that. <laughs> what? So bizarre. Yeah. And I'll, honestly, and they called, the boys used to call me Punky Brewster because I would wear these bright colors and stuff because that's all that would fit usually. So um, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's tricky to walk into an environment and tell someone, hey, you're doing this wrong. I can make it better anyway. Um, but when it comes to someone's culture and what is normal for them, that's little. That's I could see how an Asian American would view that as as insensitive, specifically uh, in a different way than I would, because I'm not familiar that much with uh, Japanese culture and the way they relate to sex, other than that documentary. I saw. Yeah, I I just also I kind of just wish they would have had that they wouldn't have just had the straight lady join them. Um, that they would have had some uh, queer because also Japanese culture uh, they're not as forward thinking with. LGBTQ rights sure. and presence in especially in the media mm-hmm. and in culture in general so I wish I wish they would have been able to do that um I oh wait oh my god I just lost my train of thought don't you love that delete this moment are you just looking at your sound guy's arms because I think I lost my train of thought a couple do not like, give him the attention he don't, does not know that's does what he get it do you get it all the time baiting, do they hit on you all the time us. don't give him the attention Is he queer baiting he doesn't deserve it oh He's right. pe- he's vi- he's You're been posting welcome. a lot of um, thirst traps I on his have Instagram. To follow him after this. Don't do it. Don't give him. <laughs> How is can it I weird? Shadow okay. follow if I just don't even tell him I'm following. I just look at a couple yes. things. Is it weird that I have? I used to follow a few like what? hot like thirst trap hotties uh-huh, on the the Instagram. Instagram guys. Yeah. And now I won't do it because I refuse out of principle to give them my follow. I am with you on this. I followed what I realized was thousands of them. And they come up like, who is this person? I go to message. I don't even know them. We're not messaging. Delete. Or I'll unfollow because I don't need to see that messaging that there's – that's top of food chain. And do you like that the likes have gone away? Does that make you feel better? Because I would originally reference, oh, my God, 300,000 likes, and I posted something super important and, you know, got 40 likes or whatever. I like that it's – mine are still there, weirdly. So I don't I don't know why – like who they're – what's yeah. their criteria for who they're choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy that it's gone away, though, mm. because – I mean, the stupid stuff I've been doing on Instagram, the whole point is to, like, put it up there, not be perfect, um, just 
you know, be creative. This is me, unfiltered. Yeah, like, I, we don't need a, it doesn't, but the flip side is like, oh my God, I'm I'm responding, I'm getting the endorphin rush of people liked it or they're sure. commenting. So yeah. I think it's a, a healthier place to to take that away from people. How far away did we get from the original question? No, it's fine because okay. it's so a show about trash. Literally, we can yep. talk about whatever we Fantastic. want. Fantastic. Well, see, I prepared. Sometimes I. Pre- oh, okay. A- um, AJ and the Queen. Did you watch the? I auditioned for it. I auditioned to play RuPaul's construction worker boyfriend. I don't know who got it. I'm, I'm curious to see who. Got How dare it. they not cast? You? I mean, it was just listen. I was going in there be as like as much of trade as I could be with like my Yankees cap, my Timberlands. Now this is my LA cap, but yeah, I <laughs> know. I and I went in and I was like RuPaul six seven out of heels. There's no way um. that I'm gonna be this like. You know, guy from the Bronx or whatever he was. This is just not no way. Um, but it was fun going in because, interestingly enough, the casting director was the same person that cast me in Rent in 1997. Ah, well, I have that written down um, because oh. you were uh, you were 18 when you got 18, cast in Rent, right out of high school. As Angel. I mean, how does that? How does it even happen? So random. So I went to performing arts high school. Someone that I was uh, graduated years before me came to the senior showcase. Now I came from a very conservative Christian family that were like, "You're not going to college for anything in the arts because we're not." supporting that kind of lifestyle and the, the the alignment between the arts and unspoken homosexuality was kind of like in the in the kind oh, of subtext yes and um i i didn't have any representation i mean that the only gay things i knew elton john rupaul i guess and even not not just rupaul the the, the music video and the song you better work in high school i didn't know that RuPaul was a man. Right. I knew I was, that to the was, drag queen for sure because we I had shows like Maury was... and they would, you know, like Jerry Springer or even Ricky Lake and there was always drag queens on there, you know. And what was funny about it for me is um, having to play a character that was so comfortable in their own skin that they uh, even expressed themselves as a different gender and I didn't even know anyone gay and so my first couple years of, of, of performing arts high school I got exposed to Rent and loved it and would go and sleep in the streets for tickets and then when uh, the senior showcase came a girl who had an agent came to see the show and she was like you're like special I have never talked to my agents about anyone but I want to introduce you to them I played hooky from school one day met them in the city <gasps> she was like she gave me some audition sides a little like audition for her and then had to read like a Kodak discam commercial and then she was like let's go do you sing do you do any accents and I did and she was like accents first and she was like well sing me something and I sang glory from rent oh my god and she was like oh my god she's like they're going today if I sent you right now could you go in right now? I was like, yeah. And so she sent me in. How I went dare in that you have afternoon. so much dorsal fin as my musical theater professor used to say. <laughs> just shark. Just like, I'm ready. I can do anything. What about the fact Confidence. that I was wearing, because I was thinking at 18 that I should wear a suit to meet an agent. <gasps> an oversized suit for my uncle uh. that did not fit well. So I ran to the Dwayne Reed, got some <laughs> lip gloss, tied the suit jacket <laughs> as a skirt around my waist, unbuttoned the top, made a crop top out of it, and that was my audition for Rent. Got a call back on the spot, and then Abrams Artist was like, come in, come in we want to sign you. A client. Oh my god! You and then I was with them through m- queer the link look for less before I did <laughs> uh, making making outfits out of nothing. That's right. Um, Foreshadowing I, for queer eye. I do have to say, uh, the, uh, my one of my first auditions for an agent. I, I went and she was above the Psychic Eye Bookshop in the Valley. Oh my god! <laughs> this tiny little office, and I'd submitted myself, and she said, "Oh hey, 
um, can you do it, uh, you know, a monologue or a scene? And I used to just write my own scenes and pretend they were from that something was published. Literally, my first audition for anything was a musical called Runaways when I was 13, and I did that with my cousin. We faked a scene. You just fake it audition. because, like, yes, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to read a bunch of plays. Who cares? And um, she fell asleep while she was reading it. <gasps> and I didn't know what to do, so I just kept going, and then I kind of like would make a loud choice to kind of wake her up Hello. oh my god and then she apologized after and said she'd accidentally taken her husband's medication so i don't know i didn't honestly i decided and she was like i'd love to sign you i'm like let me think about who that knew one. viagra puts you to sleep <laughs> oh, <girl. laughs> um wait we have to i acknowledge um explain to the straight people listening what trade is by the way trade would be i guess what people say now what was the what's the straight version there's got to be a straight Trade. Well, what's the origin of the trade? Word trade? Okay, trade would be like, like rough trade, like the hot trade. guy, yeah, yeah, yes. the hot guy that the piece you'd want to take home. He would be. Um, oh God. It's like when you're looking for some action, right? You're yeah, like trade would trade. be like the guy, that, like the trick, the the hookup guy. Oh, I know what it is. A f boy. Oh. I mean, it's like the rougher, edgier. You're not taken seriously boy. as right as a no, life If you're trade, you're not now. Well, here's what I was gonna say about AJ and the Queen. Um, I just I, I obviously trash or stash. I'm gonna stash it because I can't wait I to watch it. I have to stash it. And so many people I know. Oh well, like, my God, Patrick it. King is not gonna make a crappy project. Of course. Really? So I think I will good. say that the one thing I do want to trash is the depiction of of gay bars in the show, like. RuPaul's like performing on this grandiose runway stage. The lighting's beautiful. There's dollar bills falling from the ceiling. Like, have you ever been to a no. gay bar that looks like gay bars on TV shows I'm and waiting. movies? I'm waiting to There's, attend they, one. They don't exist. Do you know what's really interesting? Do you know what our character name is? Ruby Red. Red Ru Ruby. Ruby Red. There is the a Red very famous Silver? drag queen out of San Francisco named Ruby Red Monroe <gasps> from the House of Monroe. She, she is, is furious. Yes. Furious. Yes, Ruby Red Monroe from San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope she takes um, RuPaul to court. Okay, Honestly, or to... at least gets a season on the show. <laughs> Wait, we're um, taking a quick break, and we're coming back with some more Trash It or Stash It. Burr, 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 burr. Are you going to trash it or stash it? Okay, we're back. Did you happen to bring some trash and treasure items? I I'm, I'm curious what they're going to say about you. So All right, if you so I'll start with the out, trash. Well, don't, start, don't, don't say oh, what's what. Okay. You're going to present them to me both, and then I'm going to try and decipher what is what. Okay. Okay. So I'll describe what they are. Did you bring them with yeah. you? Yeah. Just pull them out. Yeah. They're right here. Oh, you've been oh. looking at them the whole time. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. One is a wrist sweatband that is rainbow colored. That I clearly got for free at some promotional event that says the Malibu brand Malibu on it. Rum. Okay. I have about two dozen of these. The okay. reason why is that I do so many prides or queer events. Sometimes I want a little pop of something. So if I see something rainbow, I pick it up. Okay. okay this is, these are original Polaroids from two Queer Eye photo shoots. So they're the only ones in existence like this because they're actually from the actual Ooh. fancy camera. Okay. Before I determine which is the trash <laughs> and which is the treasure, I did want to ask ask you um uh, again i half read another article i think yeah. it was in the atlantic about then how it's got to be true uh, <laughs> when uh when queer eye the original recipe was on uh it was the same time will and grace was still on will and grace l word queerest folk uh boy meets boy and we were sort of promised uh -huh. this like golden age of lgbtq programming on television that's right we and did a never covers with that title exactly and it all went away mm -hmm. and then the, we're back at this moment, Queer Eye and Will and Grace are back, and they're still 
the only handful of LGBTQ I mean, programming that's L Word, Will and Grace is leaving. L Word is coming in. So, like, why, why the gap? Why did it never happen? Um, why we never got that programming that we were promised? I and think we're still people thought frustrated. we'll just in, we'll just incorporate them in in a modern family way where there'll be two of them oh. and not a group sidekick of queer syndrome. Yes, sidekick syndrome, recurring guest star, okay, all those things. I think that's kind of what it was. Um, what I'm really missing is like shows like Noah's Ark that depicted the queer scene in the African American community, which was so wildly different than what you would see on East Siders or what you would see on Queer as Folk. And and so there's this there's I think people think that there's and I I, I felt this a lot during Queer Eye. There isn't one universal gay stamp of approval. Yeah. And as diverse and and complex and layered as the straight community is, the queer community is just layered as layered and divided and um and different and uh you know, layered in all the other things as the straight community is. And so we are all very different. So you can't really tell one gay storyline and feel mm-hmm. like you've shared all of it. Well, also, um, you're on Eastsiders. I have a um, a small part this season on Eastsiders, the final season. Do you get sex? On... Do you have some sex, some sex in there? Oh, if only. Have honestly... I ever had sex on anything on a show? No. I am a sexless it's male It's so awkward. Nurse. I've had sex a couple times on camera. It's oh. so awkward. I've only had one green kiss and that was with Sarah Rue and I was playing a sort of maybe oh, homosexual. Oh my god. Did you? No, I did a sitcom with Sarah Rue. I love her. I love her. Um I I will say it's important to like everybody should watch East Siders because it's on Netflix but like I feel like maybe people think it's getting Netflix money. It's not. It's right. independent filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's getting acquired sort of after the fact. So it's not it's not corporate in that way. So everyone be sure to be watching that. Um, <laughs> do you have sex on it this season? No. I didn't think about I have to think about that. No, I did not have sex on it this season, although I begged for season three. And then when season three came around, I was out of town and I couldn't shoot it. Oh, okay. I know. Okay, well, I have to get back to your trash or treasure items. You got it. Is it this rainbow? Is it a rainbow accessory that I actually could get a lot of wear out of? Because I think I did like seven prides this year. Or is it these two dingy uh, Polaroids from 2003 that I framed? I, I think I think this, um, and it's sort of like a prism. Mm-hmm. Like, like a you could shine a triangle. If you mm-hmm. shine a, a light and a rainbow would There's project through it. So they're both <laughs> incorporating <laughs> rainbows. Um, I'm going to say that this this Malibu rum rainbow um, sweatband is your trash item. That is my, yes, uh, that is my winter cock ring. Ding, ding, ding. Winter not, cock ring? What? Right. Do we need to explain what that is? You know, I've never heard of that. I'm just kidding. Is that a term no. that we use in the game? Okay, got A winter it. cock ring? No. <laughs> Instead of cuffing keeps, season, we just started, more, oh we God. make that happen. Um, so this, you're never getting rid of this. No, it's literally two Polaroids that I stole from, you weren't, I, I asked permission, I think, for the one from Out Magazine, but the one from Entertainment Weekly, I absolutely should not be in possession of, but, yeah. I love that you kept that. Yeah, because they were to throw them away, because um, he didn't want it published because it wasn't perfect, you know, like, yeah. Uh, what's this guy's name again? Um, I can't see it. The, <laughs> the um, second from the left. Oh, Kyan. Kyan. So I saw him. I went to the the Queer Eye new reboot premiere. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was there with my friend Kirsten Vangsness and um, the the he, grooming guys are both grizzly. JVN and Kyan are both bearded and long haired at yes. the moment. Yeah. 
Uh, which is interesting because our version said shave it all off and cut it all off. That interesting how now he presented himself this oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. We were all about the shave and the shortcut. And now it's know? like live your truth with yeah. your beard. Um, we weren't allowed to live our truths. So. It's very frustrating. <laughs> Come on, let the beards shine. Um, we I went up to Kine because my friend Kirsten and I have our friend Tisha dated him. I guess when he was straight. Oh my god. And he had a different name. Yeah, at the his time. name was uh, Edward. Hugh and, Edward Douglas is his full name. He's open about it, yeah. And we went up to him, and Kirsten's on Criminal Minds. She's famous, and so I, I guess we thought it was okay that we were sort of verbally accosting him, but we went up to him, and we're like, our friend Tisha used to date you, and it was just, I think we were throwing a lot at him, and he was very confused. He had no idea that's, what we were talking about. That's kind of, yeah, that sounds right. And um, so I felt really bad, but we were trying to say hi from this lady that maybe dated him. But anyway, we made him feel deeply uncomfortable, so I want to publicly apologize to him well, for coming at him with so much energy. He had that for three years, probably however long he got recognized for, and it was just too much. Like he, At the end of the Queer Eye, he, he made all the money. He got all these massive endorsement deals that allowed him the opportunity to tour the world and go speak, uh, seek all these spiritual leaders and just find this happiness that he assumed fame would give him. And we did this um, Where Are They Now special with Oprah. And he shared it. It was news to us. And we knew he was traveling. We knew he was buying homes in other countries. And we're like, what the fuck is he doing? And what he said was, his whole life he wanted to be famous. Queer Eye gave him that. And oh. then he still wasn't happy. And he was like, what's it going to take? And so he, he traveled all over the world and tried to get in touch with different la- levels of spirituality. And uh, maybe it was where he was living. And then ultimately he decided that he really didn't want to be in the center of attention anymore. That he liked the idea of having a home, having a sense of family in a town or a community that he loved. And that meant for him not necessarily in a big metropolis. He's kind of off the grid now. Yeah. I mean, he does Rachel Ray like... A a couple times a month keeps him active made some good investments and i'm sure if we did like some kind of reboot he'd be all about it but for him joy came from something other than exposure on television well that is a lesson that we should all learn i'm kind of mad i never had sex with him <laughs> because my first day i remember i was a replacement so my first day they were doing like the 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 hip tips and stuff, which was a separate day. It was the hip tips last final moment minute of the show. It was like everyone get, got like fifteen seconds to give a a trendy tip, and um, they were shooting those. And then in between breaks, I went upstairs and was hanging out with them and everything. I was like on the roof in, in this place in New York. And then when they had a walkway meal, we went to a restaurant. He and I were kind of flirting and playing footsies under the table and like holding each other's hands. And then he went on a date that night. And the guy made him blueberry pancakes the next morning, and then they dated for three years. So, so you I was ruined window. by blueberry pancakes. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm I'm sitting here with my mouth agape because I've I'm... told that story before. So I'm not speaking out of school, but definitely not on this kind of a where I told it before to a reporter who probably didn't include it in the story. So you're probably getting it firsthand. I did make out with one of the guys. You did. Do you want to guess who? Um, because it wasn't Kyan. Um, I'm forgetting. Um, who's the one with the glasses? The food guy. Ted. I did Ted. not make out with Ted. I'm sure he would. Okay, so that leaves Tom and Kyan. I Tom and Carson. Carson would be the fashion guy. Tom was the interior design guy. Oh, Always cracking jokes. Another mystery I have to solve today. Mm-hmm. Carson and I... Car- Carson. No, actually, Tom and I made <sighs> out in the back of a white passenger van while making over Artie uh, from the Howard Stone show. Howard Stern show. Um, and was it a moment of passion or were you doing it to it be? It was, I think I was, it was like season one. So it was probably the year was 2003, if not maybe early 2004. We were in the city. We had gone out and we, we were not told was that uh, Artie was a raging alcoholic. 
we were not told that. Oh. So we were encouraged to get him drinks. And so we did. So we got drunk, too. And they were taking us to our next location. And I don't know. I got bored. And I was being my typical rowdy self. And I was like, let's just make out. And he's like, okay. And so we made out in the back of the van. Everyone laughed. But we still talk about it to this day. Oh, my God. You heard it here. Hot goss. Were you guys <laughs> given – were the same – like, I, I feel like JVN – like every other day, he's like, "Hey, everybody! I'm I've partnered with." Oh, he partners with everyone. He, he'll partner with. I like, would too if I had the opportunity. He'll partner with my my what? left foot right oh, now. Well. If, if I there's like poopery, planners mm-hmm. peanut, like anything. He's on the cover of I believe is it Cosmopolitan UK. He's the first non-female. Mm-hmm. But I I feel the way the way they phrase that might be slightly problematic in the article that I clicked on. But um, were you were, did. It was it the same? I don't know. We didn't have Instagram then. Was it the same sort of like we got to get as many partnerships as you can? We didn't have that. like fifty minutes. Mm-mm. You got to b- burn fast and well, bright. We didn't have social media, right? And so they're yeah. doing all these social media. So like Tom had Pier One for like mm. I think it was seven, like a good seven figures. Kyan did L'Oreal Men's Paris among other things. Ted did Perrier, Mondavi Wine, uh, Nespresso. Carson did everything, including yeah. Pepsi. Okay. So, and then I got nothing, no endorsements. What? Yeah, a hundred percent. It was okay, a, that makes me angry. Honestly, it was. Uh, I didn't have a tangible character uh, category, and I had no one in my agency at uh, Abrams Artist Agency who knew what to do with me. <laughs> um, they were honestly, they, they they called me into the office, and they took me at eighteen, remember, and for rent. And then the minute I got queer, I had no idea the magnitude of it. I didn't think anything would change. And they were like, "You're a star now. You never wait to get a like. You call us directly. Like, don't don't let them ever." put you on hold all this stuff and they did literally nothing in terms of the world of endorsements or branding i don't think they were equipped for this new medium that was unscripted and therefore they didn't know what to do with me and at that time it would have been progressive straight people um don't know don't know what to do with with the gays yeah and like i've done a few little things on my instagram and i'm like i see the 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 like guy like gay guys like in fashion or like grooming whatever that have like far less followers than I have and they're just like paid partnership after partnership after partnership and I'm like is it because I'm not I mean I think we should cold call poopery right now poopery see if If you're out there on the line pay us right uh you're currently on the season of Dollface. yeah how's that Do you it's love- so great so Dollface is a really great show that's the cat denning some two broke girls the brunette is the star of it's basically a girl gets dumped who's thinking she's in a somewhat happy relationship after four years and she's trying to figure out what to do next and she's sort of like <laughs> has uh, has no clue, and she realizes she's lost touch with all her gal pals, all her girlfriends, mm. she threw the waist and abandoned them for this guy. So she's the kind of girl that through this experience, she kind of has this, this neuroses where all of a sudden her everything becomes like a cartoon and like almost on psychedelics to the point where, you know, she'll be seeing something one way and all of a sudden, like, for instance, spoiler alert, my character is, um, she ends up having to go to her former boyfriend's sister's like bachelorette party and everyone's going around talking about how they met how they know the bride but now it's awkward because how oh. she knows him and she used to date his brother oh when did you guys break up two weeks ago like awkward right yeah so um it, the way she copes is she fantasizes about it and all of a sudden now we're on this pageant stage and i go from giving her a makeover to suddenly becoming like the mario lopez mc <laughs> of this pageant and i'm like miss recently dumped by the, the bride's brother how do you know the bride? and like it's very funny 
Um, but it's a really cool series that explores female relationships in this really fun way, all while she's experiencing things in real life and on this heightened plane. Oh my god, I love it. It's, it's on really Hulu, cute. right? Yeah, and you speed through them. Honestly, the, this cast, they're going to get a, a hard season two pickup like, at any moment because it's so good. Okay, I'm putting it immediately on You'll my like watch it. list. Yeah, the language is good. She's kind of great in it. Um... Also, Eastsiders, watch you on Eastsiders. That's right. Um, did the Dance Mom reunion already That already aired happened? this summer, but that was in... Yeah, I'm basically the Puerto Rican Andy Cohen for Dance Moms. They sit in the middle while they bicker. <laughs> yeah, it's life goals, guys, life goals. <laughs> um, wait, are you a dancer? Did you, were I'm you, not, were, no. were you a triple threat? I was not. I mean, I, listen, I took a little dance in high school here and there, like where I could catch a class, but I never, ever really took it to the point where I could compete or, or star in a dance role. I remember Jerry Mitchell, who was uh, who is the director of Kinky Boots, but was the choreographer of Hairspray and the choreographer of Gypsy on Broadway. And my agent was like, I think you should go in for the tap dance kid. And I was like, <laughs> I don't tap dance. And she's like, formality they will teach you we're three months away from when it needs to happen you could learn and i'm like i'm pretty sure it's going to go to like a proper person who's been tapping since three i go in i sing i'm like okay i'm pretty good then they're like they're going to give you a callback for dance i'm like great and they're like but they're going to work with you they know you're an actor who sings and you know moves well so then i go in there's 20 men i know them all they're like all broadway dancers <sighs> now they're ha- they teach us the choreography i do not get it and they're like okay two at a time jay rodriguez john blah, blah. and two at a time in front of the 18 other dancers who've been dancing. Oh, God, I would die. I did die. I mean, I honestly ma- tried to make it funny without being disrespectful. And ever since then, I'm like, I will never, ever dance. I, well, that's like me trying to fake my way through a cat's audition. <gasps> They'll be distracted by my personality my and my smile. They'll see that oh they... Oh, my God. Uh, no, don't waste their time. Also, why don't they just let us... Why don't they let the movers learn the, the, the combination ahead of time via a video so they yeah. can come in 100%. and like and be, be ready to go? Mm-hmm. Um, that my my Tom Link dance classes for another uh, podcast. That would be a great episode of podcasting is just a dance workout. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that translates to an aural medium. Anyway, you know what does translate to an wow. aural medium? I love aural. Aural. Mm-hmm. You. Oh. You translate very well. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm sorry I have to um, send us away from the trash cast. And this was with no alcohol. We did good. I know. I'm, I'm considering doing like the trash cast gets trashed and Ooh. having people getting drunk. But then that... If I did that once a week, I would definitely be an alcoholic. <laughs> now, um, oh, by the way, do you want me? Do you want to get rid of this? Or yeah. Do you want to keep this? Chuck it. Okay, well, um, once I get the... Oh, my God. Why is it America on one side and then the pride flag on the other? Or no, it's not America. That's purple. So forget it. Okay. Um, if, if you want... I'm going to be putting up our, uh, our available trash items from uh-huh. our guests. So if you sign it... We'll auction it off for oh, charity. Still which quite intact. Maybe we'll that. get a whole, you know, ten dollars for charity. No, yeah. What charity did you decide yet? Um, I think I'm going to do it for the LA uh, LGBT Center. That's great. They do such incredible work, including they just um, put up a, a new facility for um, extra rooms for homeless LGBT homeless youth, teen youth. Because yes. you know, forty percent of homeless te- uh, youth are LGBT, and then also they have the senior center now because I yeah. now I'll have some place to live. I know. I'm, I please, I'm, that's why I'm paying <laughs> in. I'm like, I got to I got to hook myself up. Honestly, when I'm, old. If you, I'm not. Even even kidding i'm like who knows where because you know i have you thought about having kids and where you're gonna go as you get older um or we'll wipe your yeah i don't think i want kids and so i was either thinking the sag motion panic, picture though. home in woodland hills if i can afford it woodland hills okay that sounds nice or you know or the center and also um i do the mismatch game for the center <gasps> which all the money we've raised overhand like two hundred fifty thousand. i've never been i want to go i love the match game oh my god i do chloe um 
Not Chloe, sorry. I do Zoe Deschanel as my character. Oh my god. Um, and sometimes I do Tilda Swinton. Uh, so anyway, I think that's coming back in February. So I you guys should come me. check I that will. out. Yes. All right. Thanks for being on the Trash Cast. You got it. Um, keep listening, everybody. Thank you, Podcast One of the Lady Gang. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tommy Lank's Trash Cast. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.